Hello everyone and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. My name is Teresa Reese and I am your host on tonight. So y'all know how we do it. I gotta open up with a poem from my book of poetry called A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And the poem tonight is called I Forgive You. Maybe your intentions were never pure and I gave you the benefit of the doubt. Maybe your mission was to hurt me and I was delayed in figuring that out. Maybe you never were for me, but I let you get close anyway. Maybe you were always my enemy and I should have expected this day. Maybe you thought I was weak because to you, I was always kind. Maybe you totally hated me when you said we were too much alike. Maybe I brought out the worst in you when I was just being nice. Whatever the reason, you formed your opinion and no one can change your mind. And I'm okay with that. Life goes on. I'm still your friend, even if you weren't mine. Sincerely from my heart to yours, please enjoy your life. I forgive you. So tonight I just wanted to talk about how hard sometimes it is to let dead dogs die. Let things that have happened to us, impacted us, affected us, remain dead. I was having a conversation with someone in the recent days. And I now it's just so funny to me how I, I truly pay attention when certain conversations are being had. I truly pay attention to my body language. I listen to how I react. I pay attention to how I react. I listen to the tone of my voice. I listen to just, I I just pay attention to it all. And so I noticed in this particular conversation that when certain things were being expressed, it was as if a person had formed this perception based on our past conversations, not truly taking time out to get to know me now, that based on our past conversations, they just made the assumption that that's how I handle my conversations with my children. And it took every fiber in my being not to go left in that conversation. I took personal inventory of how my body, like literally how my, it felt like it wouldn't really happen, but it felt like my blood was boiling at this false perception of who this person thought I was. And 
I remember hearing so clearly. Just listen. Because I'm learning is that if we take time to let people express themselves, we truly get to hear what is on their hearts. But if we don't, like if we try to finish the sentence or if we try to interject our opinion, they don't truly get to get out what they think or what they believe they know. So I listened reluctantly, but I listened all the same. And what I heard was, this is how you still view me. Now, it's been years. We haven't been in a relationship in years. We still have to, you know, have conversations because we have children together. But I listened and I was like, this is how you still view me. And instead of going with my first reaction, which my first reaction was to defend myself, I was told to just listen. So I listened. And so as I listened, I was like, you know, maybe it's not meant for me to reintroduce the new me to you. Maybe this is not a bad idea for you to still feel as if you think you know me. So I let this individual express himself. And after he was done expressing himself and patting himself on the back and, (laughs) you know, puffing his chest out like he's really doing an amazing job. I was like, hmm. Okay. So then he was like, well, you know, that's pretty much how our conversation went. And I was like, okay, thank you for sharing. I didn't feel a need to go and talk to my child and recorrect anything that was stated. I didn't feel the need to go and be like, okay, so I know that, you know, he gave you this version, but this is what's really, I didn't feel the need to do any of that. And I was like, I'm just going to, I'm literally going to let you continue to think the way that you think. That's not who I am. Now that may have been who I was in our relationship because that's what the side of me that you brought out of me. But now that I'm no longer in that relationship, I have no need to carry myself in that regard. Like those defenses, all of that, that I felt that I needed to do to guard my heart, to protect myself. None of that exists because I'm no longer in that relationship with that individual. So there is no need for me to have to defend myself. There's no need for me to have to feel like I got to protect myself because I'm no longer in that atmosphere to where those guards have to be up. So it's like you can, you, if, if your comfort, comfort is in believing that I have not changed. And not taking the time out to see if whether I truly have. I guess I'm just at a point where my trying to please people. Where it used to be at like the first of 100 things on my list. It's not there any longer. 
it's I'm not in a place where I feel like I've got to justify myself or I've got to prove to you that I've changed because I'm not trying to entertain being in an actual relationship with you where that would even matter. And so I just found myself actually easing into the listen and learn. So I realized that there are probably a lot of people out in this world who are operating based on those old conversations that they had with me, believing that that's who Teresa still is. Same with you. There may be people that you had conversations with that that may have been your mindset 15 years ago. But my, 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 have you, how you've changed. And those people may not want to take the time out to get to know the newest version of you. Is it really your responsibility to catch them up? Or is it their responsibility if they truly want to get to know who the new person is? Is it their responsibility to initiate learning who the new person is? And if they never take a time, a moment in time or take the chance or opportunity to get to know the new version of who you are since we're ever changing daily. Should you feel some type of way if they're still stuck back in 1999 and we're in 2021? I think not. Every person that I've ever wanted to maintain a relationship with I have taken the time out to make sure that I learn who they are in their now season. And it's because my desire is to maintain that relationship. That's with my friends, my best friends. That's with relatives. You know, me checking on them. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Is everything okay? What have you been up to? But if I don't do that, nine times out of 10, they're going to start to believe she don't care. She got too much going on. She really doesn't. She really doesn't want to know. But it's in, in the process of taking the time out to get to, you know, spend time with the people that you care about. Ask questions. Inquire. Inquiring minds want to know. What do you got going on? What has changed in your life? So I may go on, I may be in, in the store. Someone may see me, they haven't seen me in a while. They may still remember me when I was married. Although I've been divorced for many years now. Hey, Teresa, so how's your husband doing? Honey, I'm not married. I've been divorced for quite some time. Oh, last I do, you know, me and you, when you know, last time we hooked, you know, just talked to each other, saw each other passed each other by you told me that you were newlywed yes honey that's old news now i'm single happily single <laughs> waiting for my true husband oh okay okay so what you been up to you kids still living at the house oh no girl they done moved out oh, okay so how does it feel girl it feels so good to be an empty nester but see i will if i haven't had that conversation 
with a person in year. I'm still going to be caught up in 1999. Honey, you done. Kids done moved out the house. Ain't nobody living with you. But I'm still holding on to that old conversation. No, I have to take time out to know you now to know where you're at. And we do this often. We take the old and we try to apply it to the present. And it's like, no, people change. Circumstances change. What I, The way that I used to think, I may not think like that any longer. What I used to do, I may not do that any longer. So then if you try to have a conversation with me, I may appear to be disengaged because... I graduated from high school in 1992. My high school conversations, they, they don't have room for me. I don't have room for them. Because now I'm on a totally different level. So I can't entertain those conversations. I remember telling, and it felt so strange having to have this conversation with a longtime friend of mine. But I remember literally telling her as well as her son is certain atmospheres that as mature adult people, we should not want to be a part of. It's certain conversations as mature adult people that we should not want to be a part of. And I literally, I felt weird having a conversation with her son, telling him with everything going on, COVID-19 is taking place, you know, people falling down like, you know, flies falling out of the sky, people just passing away. And I felt so weird having to have a conversation with her her child because she had not had this conversation with her child that this is not a season where going willy-nilly and sleeping with this person and sleeping with that person and laying with you should want to be careful you should not want to I don't care what the package looks like on the outside you should not want to just lay with anybody because it's too much at risk you should want to value your temple, value your life enough for you to be consciously aware of what it is you're doing. HIV is real. AIDS is real. COVID-19 is real. It is not a hoax. Herpes is real. Like you should want to love your temple enough not to just lay with anybody because she's cute. What? You don't know what she got going on on the inside. You're not even taking time to get to know the true essence of who this individual is. You don't know what she's carrying. You don't know what she's doing. And then to, to literally do this unprotected, you're showing people that you don't value your life. And I can speak to that because I remember when I was that way. I remember being in relationships thinking that because, oh girl, he said he loves me. He don't use protection and next thing you know, I'm pregnant. What? I ain't checked to make sure that you are STD free. I mean, by the grace of God, God had me covered. But looking back, 
looking back at that, looking back at all of the choices that I made, I'm just like, God, I'm so glad that you covered the fools because I was foolish. I didn't count up the cost. I didn't think about how me having multiple baby daddies was going to affect my children. I didn't think about how it would affect my future relationships. I didn't think about none of that. I was in the moment at the time. I didn't think about, oh, well, you know, you meet somebody now, he may be thinking that you're still involved with your baby daddies, even though all of them are married. He, In his mind, he may be thinking that you still got something going on. Like I, none of that stuff crossed my mind. While I was involved with these men. And then when I made a conscious decision that I wanted to change my life around. I got all of this stuff that has happened to me. And then I got to now pray and ask God. Okay, Lord. So now we know Teresa is a changed being. So, but I still got a past. So how is that going to look with my future? Is the man that you have for me, is he going to be willing to accept the fact that I have four different children's fathers? That we have not been romantically involved, but they are very present in their children's lives. Not as a couple of them ain't as present as I'd like them to be, but, <laughs> but you know, the fact that they're still around in, in some way, form or fashion. Is he going to be able to stomach that? Is that going to, is he going to be intimidated by that? Is he going to be the type of man that'll be like, let me shake your hand. Let me shake your hand. Let me shake your hand. You know, and, and, and just fall in line, understanding that there's nothing going on. But at the same time, their presence is instrumental for the sake of their children. But I didn't think about none of that when I was laying with this person. When I was in a relationship with this. I didn't think about none of that. I was in the moment. It felt good. I didn't think about none of the aftermath. Then you end the relationship. You're looking at these beautiful children. You're by yourself. You do the work. And then you start to realize. People have a different perception of you. Because you have multiple children. So some of the men that you've met, they'll say some crazy stuff. And you're just like, first, first of all, let, let me just check you real quick. These are my children. And when you envision me having multiple children, I need your mind to stay focused. That is my past. That's not who I am. It's a part of me. My children are a part of me. That's a compliment to my life now. But I'm going to need you to get your head out the gutter. Then you start to realize, why am I even having this conversation? I tell you what, you're not the one. Next. And so I'm not sure how God is going to orchestrate this. But I do understand that there, there are people that no matter what you've been through, no matter how you've healed, they will still look at you based on your past instead of your present. It doesn't matter how much you've grown. It doesn't matter how much you've evolved. It doesn't matter how delivered you are. When they see you, they see your past. They don't see your present. They don't see your future. They see who you used to be. 
And I'm, I'm finally getting to the point. Now, it took me some time. I'm 47 years old now. I'm finally getting to the point where I am like, what you think about me is none of my business. I am just now getting to that point. So when I had the conversation and I'm hearing all these things in terms of his leaning on his own understanding, how he thinks conversations with my child goes and all of this, I didn't feel the need to defend myself. I didn't feel the need to correct him. I only felt the need to listen because what you think about me is truly none of my business. I hope y'all have a blessed and wonderful evening or morning, depending on when you hear this podcast. You know how I got to end it. I got to end it with reading my love letter to my future hubby. And it says, Dear future hubby, today is the last day of January. I've seen a whole lot of memes asking when the month of January will be over. Talking about how long the month of January is and so on. Well, maybe I'm just a tad bit partial to the month of January because it happens to be my birthday month. Or maybe I will be a little extra partial going forward because it is also it also happens to be the month I launched this podcast, the Dear Future Hubby podcast. The month of January is very important to me. For me, it sets the stage for what's to come. This evening, my children and I celebrated my niece's 15th birthday at Texas Row House. Then we finished celebrating at my brother's house. February is in a few hours. I won't be like those who try to rush January. I will welcome it with open arms. As a matter of fact, February is a very important month to me also. My oldest daughter, Lord willing, will turn 28 years old. My son, one of my sons, will turn 20 years old. And my youngest child, my daughter, will turn 15 years old. February is a very busy month for my family. My little brother will turn 38 years old and tomorrow my niece turns 15. Nevertheless, I am certain that February will bring many blessings and I look forward to them all. I wonder when your birthday is. I wonder if you love celebrating it. And I wonder if you are older than me, younger than me, or if you and I are the same age. Only time will tell. I pray you are enjoying your days, fulfilling your hopes and your dreams, and doing well. I love you. Love, Teresa. Well, this is going to conclude my podcast on tonight. And I need y'all to do me a huge favor. Take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one.